Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. So, gentlemen, what's going on in Studio Neatland? Um, well, we're opening the park for a oh. new ride. <laughs> well, that would be nice, wouldn't it? A little theme park? <laughs> yeah. Running an amusement park. What a... I don't know. That would be fun for maybe like a couple months. It could be like a product design focused uh, amusement park. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone is screaming for. <laughs> uh, what is going on? Well... Quite a few things, I guess. Um, the big thing is we are we are now in the midst of assembling the the Apollo version of Mark One, and oh, so yes. that is cool. What Let's is what, how far along are you in that process? We are nearly done assembling the mechanisms. We so we had the um, knocks like come in first from mm-hmm. the manufacturer, and then so we had those like PVD coded first. And so we got those back, and so we are doing the mech assembly, and then the bodies, like the pin body, is uh, in, with the PVD like coater right now, and we're not right. sure exactly when they'll be done, but it'll be pretty soon. And then as soon as we get those back in, we will be, we'll just be like assembling, like final assembly, like just you know putting the pieces together and putting them in boxes. So so you know, right we, now um, it's feeling pretty close to to the original yeah, I timeline. Mean, we might, you know, we'll, I, we won't get them all out by the end of this month, certainly, mm-hmm. but we hopefully will starting to be starting to like send them out. Um, nice. And, you know, it's, you know, we only, we're doing 1500, which is way less than like 8,000 or whatever, which yeah. we did the first time or 4,000. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just like so much less daunting. Uh, it's like, oh, it's only 1500. Like we can, you know, nothing is too bad. Um, but we also, the cool thing is we've also, uh, well, several things are different this time around, um, but one of the things is we have we have help now. We have a another human being helping us oh. do this. Okay, yeah. So we um, it was kind of I guess just like a very fortunate situation. Uh, my our our na- my family's nanny um, who kind of worked for us like part time uh, w- was just like looking for more things to do and we like we dan and i were like hey do you want to come basically be the assembly czar of studio neat (laughs) and uh and she uh agreed and so um we have been i don't know how long it's been like six weeks almost now Mm -hmm. probably uh that she's been uh helping us out and it's been going really well it's like super convenient because she's you know at my house a lot anyways um, but she has space at like where she lives to mm-hmm. like do assembly, and so you know she kind of like picks stuff up and just like you know does it at her house, and so it's it's been very like a very fortunate uh, hmm. circumstance, um, and yeah, it's been going really well. It it, it was a real. Uh, I think we Dan and I at the end of last year, and I can't remember if we talked about this on the show, but we'd really like reached a breaking point. I think with, uh, like when we looked back at 2019, just realizing how much time we had been spending on assembling stuff and like could never get our head out of the water. Mm. Um, and like basically what was suffering was like new product development. So we were like, we, something needs to change. And so, uh, yeah. So we, 
you know, it's, it's definitely not like a full-time employee and it's, it's uh, definitely kind of one foot in one foot out, but, yep. um, it but this definitely like it- felt like, I mean, something I've mentioned it a few times and, and I've been thinking about it. Like it's, it felt like a potential pain point for you guys going forward that if you were going to continue doing all of this manual design, uh, sorry, this manual assembly, that was going to end up becoming a problem, like yeah. a, a bottleneck for your two the two of you and everything else that you're doing yeah exactly if you're also then putting all of the products together yourself mm-hmm. yeah and so you know we you know we're like i said we're we've been kind of ca- like catching up really it's not like we're even in the place where we want uh like her role to be because ideally she would like really kind of own like a lot of like the assembly stuff and keeping track of inventory and things. And we're not there yet, but mostly just because we've been catching up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we've been catching up? Like, Uh so, um, but yeah, so I think, you know, it, uh, it's been working out really well and we'll see kind of where, where things go, you know, over the next, you know, six months or something to see because we're pretty fluid. Like that's the cool thing is like, you know, I think we're all kind of figuring this out. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, we, who knows what exactly will happen, but um, but this is the first time that you've had any like in-house help, right? Like I know that you yeah. have kind of hired people for specific projects. Like you didn't, you had somebody in Austin making the material docs, right? Was that true? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah like I mean, you know, we a, have relationships. Closer, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just it is. It's just like really, I think the difference is you know you have to it is like a bit of management like oh i have to remember to have something for that person to do you know it's like you can't just not completely autopilot right so that's the work of it when when i first hired uh my assistant who then has now like become an integral part of our company and is now like we we now call her the sales manager instead because she's just Mm -hmm. taken on more and more over time but at first like it was like all right we're gonna hire you for x amount of hours and for the first couple of months, a lot of my time was just like, I don't know what to give her. Like, I, well, we have these hours and I just don't know. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then since then, like over the over a couple of years, it has been like a constant fight of like, how many more hours can we afford? Because I need more, <laughs> more, more, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I think that was definitely some of our uh trepidation with hiring someone in the past is all of our assembly stuff felt like it was just happening in bursts where it's like sure yeah we need someone or even a couple people full-time for like a week yeah you need like holiday stuff right right, Yeah. yeah but i think we've gotten to a point now where there's enough things and enough that need kind of assembly work to where it it can kind of smooth out and kind Mm -hmm. of always have things to do in those hours. And then as Tom mentioned, like we can expand, you know, her role to where she's doing more of like, potentially she's, she's kind of fully managing inventory and she's actually like, you know, contacting vendors and like submitting POs and stuff like, like fully uh, handling everything. So it, they'll, we'll be able to scale up ideally uh, to, to be doing that stuff. And this is the way that it ultimately can go, right? Like you end up with someone mm-hmm. who you can trust, and then once the trust is established and the bond is established, you feel more confident handing over more and more stuff. Like, and that's what happened mm-hmm. for me. Uh, and that has been one of the best things that's happened to my working life since I started, right? It was like finding someone who I felt comfortable in working alongside and not feeling like I had to be constantly checking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then there's no point, right? Like if you feel like you have to constantly be checking everything, 
Yeah, yeah there's no point. You might as well just do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's good. And well, the, the other nice kind of benefit of us having to, it like, take some of the information out of our brains. Like, for instance, we made all these assembly instructions yes. for the products, right? Mm-hmm. And so now they're like laminated pieces of paper or like PDFs where it's like, here is exactly how you assemble it. And so that's just good because it's just forcing us to do that stuff, which means, you know, in the future, if we need help with someone else or whatever, it's like we have those resources and we can just yeah. do that. So, or if you one know, of you was good. like incapacitated for a period of time right the company doesn't (laughs) shut down and that was also like another big pain point of ours it's like so all of the companies that sponsor our shows all of the names of these people and their email addresses are just in mike's head which is just like (laughs) that's not a good way to run a business that's not a good way (laughs) yeah yeah exactly yeah, so, you know, I, it's good. I, I think we will be continue to be extremely... I mean, I'm sure there's lots of listeners being like, yeah, like, duh, guys, like, this is how it works. I am genuinely, uh, like, so surprised that you haven't done anything like this before. And I think I've... I know <laughs> I've mentioned it on the show multiple times that, like, you've never had any any help of any kind like this. And yeah. it's always been a surprise to me. Even, like, administrative help or whatever, right? Like, a, it was a more permanent thing. It's just mm-hmm. always surprised me that you guys have been around for as long as you have and are a successful company and that you've somehow managed to avoid th- doing this. It was just always Well, it was intentional. It was all very intentional. I th- it's, it's really just the fact that this assembly stuff, there's not really a practical, any other way to do it. And so... um yeah, it was like, you know, all the, the other things we could just outsource, right? But this mm-hmm. is just a thing where we just like, it just we really p- couldn't practically outsource it. And so, yeah, and we've, we've mentioned this on the sh- in show, I'm pretty sure in the past, but uh, last year was a breaking point. I think previously, we would, you know, we would assemble material docs, and then we'd be done. And we have a stretch of like three months of no assembly before we'd have to do something else. But Last year just felt like a lost year where the entire year it felt like we were assembling stuff or doing things adjacent to assembly, like figuring out how to make assembly easier, but basically no new product development for the most part. And so it just felt like a bummer, like the thing that we like to do the most, which is develop new products, we just weren't doing. And so I think that was the breaking point of which we said like, okay, now it's time to actually solve this because it was manageable before and now it's kind of become unmanageable. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's our... I don't know. I we aren't the most like proactively, I guess like like fluid or dynamic company, but I think we are. Both of us are like very willing to just when something's not working, cha- working, change it. You know what I mean? We're not. We don't really hold on to things. So, mm. um, you know, I I think you know we'll just figure out you know going forward like what's the best thing. Uh, this seems to be working well, and we'll see like you know see what happens. So it's good. Do we, um, we kind of get a, a, uh, Apollo Mark one version update. Is there anything else that we didn't talk about, Dan? That Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we want to give folks a more like concrete sense of the timeline. Well, I mean, I, we don't know yet how long it's going to take to, um, you know, assemble each pin, but I would guess probably like two to three weeks probably of like a pin assembly don't you think dan i don't know that's Mm -hmm. hard for me to judge Mm -hmm. and so yeah i mean i think they'll you know by like a month from now or so Mm -hmm. hopefully we would be hopefully wrapping up shipping everything out so not too long pretty good um but we'll you know we'll have a kickstarter update 
uh, when like when those bodies come in and we're starting the assembly process because you know I don't expect anything but you know some issue could always come up where it's like oh we're cruising along assembly's going fine and then it's like oh wait this there's a problem <laughs> you know the pun's exploded <laughs> yeah I have, so far thus far we have not had any we've really improved our like assembly process uh and um and so the like mechanism assembly has gone like way 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 more smoothly and more consistent well, than, than like previously it makes so sense that, that this i mean okay let's knock on it every piece of wood around <laughs> uh it makes more sense that this this product this project would have gone more smoothly than the mark one project because mm-hmm. the it seemed like a lot of the things that were the most complicated were things like the mechanism but you you know how to do that now, right? Like that's well, been worked out. Well, but no, it hadn't been worked out. I mean, like we <laughs> have been struggling all year oh. to, I mean, it's worked out, but it was just like more reject rate and more struggle than like we uh, oh. wanted. Mm-hmm. And so with this, like we had planned like a design revision to coincide with the Apollo. And so, the, you know, all like, so not only are we using these mechanisms for the Apollo version of the pin, we are also using them for like, I guess, Gen 3 of the Mark 1. Well, and so, so it's a different mechanism? It's a revised It's the same mechanism. mechanism. It's, it's literally, it's, it's very small little tweaks to right. some of the features and then the, the process uh, and the order at which we assemble it. So like previously we had our like Chinese manufacturer doing some pre-assembly on some of the mechanism parts and it forced us to assemble it in a certain order here, but now they are not and we are doing all the steps, but we can do it in a different order, which makes it more consistent and we have different jigs. And so it, it was kind of just like a, a, a redesign more of the process and a little right. bit of the parts like we we modified a slight little geometry but 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 changing the the process actually has yielded a better a better overall less than the reject rate is what i'm trying to say yeah 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 Yeah, it's been i mean it's been interesting that how much of a work in progress the mark one has felt like we're basically i feel like every time we've submitted a new po for new parts they are in some way slightly different than the ones that came before it, just because as we're assembling, we're discovering new things. It's like, oh, if this was like this, it would be a little bit easier. Okay. Or if this was like this, the reject rate might be a little bit lower. And so we've been tweaking it as we go. And this is different to any other project you've done before, right? Like I can't, um... was, is this an expected thing? I mean, I think we expected we would be making little revisions. I don't think we would have expected as much trouble as we've had, like with some of the, um, like we're still. I mean, like the bot, like the body of the Mark One is on its third or fourth version, um, in terms of like, like the fin, like basically how we can achieve a very smooth, mm. um, uh, bat, like where the knock slides in and out, uh, like a very smooth and consistent finish there, like at like a re at scale. Mm. Um, and so it's really just been like working on that. Um, and so, you know, for the, for the customer, it doesn't like make it, you know, it doesn't really make a difference, no. but, um, for us and like our reject rate and, and stuff, uh, it, it matters. So, cause I would assume yeah. the Mark one is the most complicated project. Well, it's, yeah, it is. The thing that makes it most complicated, I think, is, well, two things. Way there's, like, nice finishes on it. Yep. So, like, yeah, like these knock, like these <laughs> these knocks for the Apollo version, when we get them, we get them in these, like, um, 
foam trays and they look like jewelry they're like so because they're so polished and mm. stainless steel that it's like wow th- this is like jewelry like wear gloves when you're touching these kind of things so um so there's like that aspect of things where it's like a finish that is like like a very fine finish and so you know when you're trying to achieve basically like perfection in terms of like a finish you you're you know there's way more things that can go wrong or way more things you're going to reject for so there's like that whole side of the coin but then also because it's like a click mechanism there's like an amount of feel that you're always chasing like how something feels and that is a difficult thing to specify and there's a lot of variables that go into it there's like there's at least like four different variables that can affect the way the click feels and so um you had to like get them all right at the same time and all this stuff and it's all like very high tolerance so it's just it's just squirrely it's not like as um we're just kind of dealing with like different constraints and Mm -hmm. so uh it definitely is complex for that reason for sure but uh but yeah i mean i think we've learned so much um especially like in the world of like just codings and like how to do the tolerant like how to design like what your tolerances should be designed as um so all of those things we've been t- tweaking this entire time of like you know t- tweaking the tolerances spec and all this stuff so in the in the quality control process i mean like all kinds of things so it's definitely been a journey. It's like been a year long journey over a year of just that stuff. But we, but the good news is, these this latest revision that we were using in the Apollo uh, is like by far the easiest uh, and like most consistent. So that is good. And I guess this feels like once this Apollo is done, it feels like a while since you've ha- not had an outstanding Kickstarter project. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean like a late one? No, just like there being one. There being something happening, yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah. There, there will be a short gap from when <laughs> Apollo ends and when there'll be another, another Kickstarter. One? I can say that a yeah. short gap, <laughs> a short gap. Like it's yeah, gonna come gap. right after Apollo is finished. Is this basically. the one that I know about? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm excited about that. Good. That, I yeah. like having Kickstarter campaigns to talk about on the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you know, uh, we're we we have like product development did slow down, but did not stop. So we, yeah, you know. Well, I know we that like the thing that you've been working on it for a long time anyway. So like, it, yeah, you know, it makes sense. Yeah, there's actually there's two things you know about, and it's one of them, but not the other one. You can probably guess which one it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to. Well, oh yeah, yeah, no, I know which one it is. <laughs> we should start doing this now because it, it drive people crazy. Yeah, <laughs> listen to the members episode two years ago. And you- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a Relay FM member, we have recorded member specials in the past, and the one from two years ago may give you some clues as to what's being worked on now. Yeah, Mike, how are things going with the the theme journal system and all that craziness? So close, so close. The theme system journal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm literally journal. the only person in my life that says it correctly. Like Gray calls yeah. it like the theme journal or the Cortex journal all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, I, yeah. It is the theme system journal. It's going really well. So um, I can't. Re- last time I know that we'd spoke. Well, we had spoken. I can't remember what we talked about. Yeah. Uh, the last time we would have spoken about it, we had sold the three thousand, the really large order. Um, mm-hmm. and I ordered, no, the 2000, we told them it was all yeah, yeah, they yeah. went super fast. I then I made another order that was for 3000, which we put on sale, um, on 
New Year's Day after just like a absolutely hellish time, <laughs> which I will not recount this story now because I, I have spoken about it on Cortex. I'll put the episode in the show notes. Just like it was basically the case of, and I don't know if you guys feel this way, but because you, you have more uh, knowledge of this stuff than I do. But it felt like literally anything that could go wrong went wrong. Like things were being printed incorrectly and then samples went missing. Shipments got delayed. We couldn't find the ship. It was just like, it, it just felt like this sliding scale of things that could go wrong. Yeah. Um, and I'm learning very like acutely to always expect everything to go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but the rate at which things were going wrong with this particular shipment was. It just felt like it was so much more than I could have expected, uh, yeah. and, and you know. And now, now, uh, you know, as everybody listening to the show will be aware of the coronavirus outbreak and and what's yep. happening in China there. Mm-hmm. Like that is now having an impact on probably on the next shipment. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, genuinely hope that everybody that is is okay. You know, like our, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a it's a concerning thing for sure. But that is like from just from a business standpoint, it's just like well, there's there's obviously going to be a delay for our next shipment. But we don't know what that will be, yeah. mm-hmm. but the three thousand that we had sold very quickly, so we're out of stock again. That's great. It's it's like the best problem to have, but it's still very frustrating to not be able to have stock. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, I'm actually getting much more of a sense as time is going on of our kind of like daily stock levels, you know, and like what mm-hmm. that will be. Cause like, so there's a bit of background. So every time we have an order, go into our fulfillment partner for the uh, theme journal, uh, which is, um, I just did it. Uh, you which mean is, theme system right, journal, yeah. <laughs> which is a uh, cotton bureau. They hold back like a percentage of the order in case mm-hmm. there are returns or, or whatever, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. or in case there's like faulty, sometimes things get damaged in shipping and we just send a new one out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they held back like 150 or something. And mm-hmm. then once we sold out the 2,700 or 2,800 or whatever it was, they put up the other 100, but they'd been out of stock for like a couple of weeks or a week or two. And they put up the other 100, and I didn't say anything about it. You know, they gotcha. they just went up, <laughs> and they were gone within like four days. Mm-hmm. So it was like, gotcha. okay, that's interesting because they're they've been out of stock. I'd said on the most recent episode that they would or they were out of stock, or were about to go out of stock, and we didn't promote it at all. We didn't tell anyone. Like no emails went out when this 100 went up, and they were gone within a few days. So it's starting yeah. to give me an indication of... Like the organic, like long, like, yeah. Yeah. Like just the organic traffic. Like people that are just going to check because they've heard an episode or whatever and we <laughs> yeah. mentioned mm-hmm. it and they wanted to go see. Or they were going to our merch store for another reason and saw that there was one and then they picked one up. So mm-hmm. it's I'm starting to get more of a sense than I have before, but like still nowhere near the level of information I'm going yeah, to need. Yeah, you have no you know? idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next order that we do will be uh, in the region of the orders that we've done before. Um, we're actually ordering slightly less because I don't expect to sell as many as quickly. Because it was always, you know, I always knew and I always know we're always going to need the most that we need in January, December, January, because that is yeah, the yeah. time that we put the most focus on yearly themes on the show. 
is where we kind of establish our themes for the year. It links very nicely in with the journal now. And so that's always when we're going to need the most of them. Um, and I know that not everybody that buys the, the, the journal is going to keep up with the system, right? People yeah. will drop off. They'll realize it's not for them or whatever. So mm-hmm. again, it's like we're going to order a, a, an amount because the other thing that's happening in the background is we're like 95% done with the design changes that I want to make, which are mostly layout tweaks. It's I, I always thought that I would be completely redesigning the, the notebook from our first edition to the second edition, and it really mm-hmm. isn't very much at all, um, which is fantastic. It makes me happy that, that the system that we created makes sense to people, but I want to make some tweaks and some changes to how the pages are laid out a little bit, um, and I'm holding off making a very large order until that is ready. And the plan is sometime this year, but all thoroughly considered listeners know plans change. <laughs> but the plan is still some point this year. So we'll see. And that's when we'll make an order for like literally as many as we can afford, right? Like mm-hmm. we will just get as many as possible. And then that will start to give us then the idea of what this looks like on an ongoing yeah. basis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, you know, I, I'm i so fascinated by this whole thing. It's something so different about making a product like this. Like, I guess it is a product all, you know, like people are buying, they're giving me money and they're taking the thing that I've made and they are somehow integrating it into their lives. And then every now and then, people will contact me or they'll write stuff and talk about like how they use it and how it's become a part of their daily life. And that's such Mm -hmm. a fascinating and interesting and exciting thing. And I love Mm -hmm. it. But this whole thing causes me so much stress (laughs) (laughs) because it's so, it's so different to everything else that I do. Like, the dependencies in all of my other work are mostly just me and maybe like a, a couple of other people, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and like an yeah. email will fix a problem, you know, mm-hmm. in the sense that like I send an email and someone goes, oh yeah, and then they, they do what they need to do. This yeah. is so different. And it's still, <laughs> even though I've been doing this for a year now, right? Because, I mean, we had them on sale, the first one's on sale in June, but, like, the actual real, like, we're making this thing happen started about a year ago from the production yeah. standpoint. We'd been working on it a long time, for a long time before then, from a design and, and, but, like, as in the sense of, like, all right, we have hired a company to start making these things. That kind of started happening about a year ago now. I still feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I, 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 I feel like I'm just like grabbing at things and you know again could not do it without tom and like there's just no way without tom and dan there's just no way i could do this because i have no idea where to start but it's still something that even though i've been doing it for a year i have not gone through the process enough to learn enough yet i feel yeah well you're also doing this weird thing where you're you're like you basically are like it's almost like having a kickstarter over and over again where you have this like high stress yeah out of stock and then you get all these and they sell out again yep. and it's like time like deadlines you haven't had a situation where you're like just in stock and you feel like you have time and we are in like a whatever. unique like we're a semi-unique position right of like it's a great success which is awesome but it, it this is not how these things usually begin 
Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And like, again, I, people always say to me, like, why don't you do a Kickstarter for this? And it's just, it's not, it's not going to solve the problem. No, yeah, no, right? no, no. Like, Make it worse, maybe. It doesn't, or people yeah. say to me, like, oh, why don't you just do pre-orders? And it's like, it also doesn't solve the problem and makes it worse because the biggest problem that we have is keeping the products delivered within a timeline, right? Well, I mean, the real, I mean, if you would have ordered... I mean, I know it's like a cash flow situation, but let's pretend you ordered like four times as much. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't, you, you would likely, I mean, who knows? We don't know what the ceiling is, but you likely would have stock now, right? So I think it's like a, you know, it's a, the thing that's so tricky about it is you have no idea what the expectations for the yep. market are. And yep. you keep making guesses thinking that they're insane. Like every time, it's so funny, like every time we make a new order, Mike is so nervous. Terrifying. And Dan and I are like, ah, it's going to be fine. <laughs> you'll, you'll. And then when, you know, they arrive and we're like checking on like, okay, how's it going? And Mike's like, oh, we're sold half already. <laughs> like a day. We're like, well, <laughs> so, you know, it's all I mean, so think... scary because it's real money, yeah. right? Like there's, yeah, no, there's just know, real it's... money tied yeah. up in it. And I know you know this, yeah. right? But like, that's yeah. why it's yeah. so, and so people say like why don't you do a pre-order so you know how many to order and it's like i I appreciate that thinking it is logical thinking but i hate the idea of taking somebody's money and getting them a product in some time between 12 and 20 weeks right and i just yeah i feel so uncomfortable with that because i don't have a sense of the timelines yeah so you know like it, it if if in the future there might be a situation where like we take a pre-order, but we know it's only going to be two weeks because we know where mm-hmm. it is in the in the process, right? Like, oh, we're out mm-hmm. of stock. We know we have someone on a plane, so if you give, if you yeah, go yeah, to yeah. pre-order now, it's maximum going to be two weeks, and they'll be with you, right? Yeah. And I'll be cool with that then. Which is like, so with the ones that we had go up in January, we really wanted to have it ready on December thirty first. Like it was the perfect day. We had the episode going up, and I. On they were supposed to be delivered on December thirty first at Cotton Bureau, yeah. so we had a pre order up for a few hours because we wanted to make sure people could buy them. But it was like I was very confident that we that they were going to get there, right? Yeah. But so like when then I'm cool with it. But like at the stage that we're at now, where you know we've just come out of Lunar New Year, um, and I mean we have an unexpected situation occurring. But when I made the order before Lunar New Year, it was kind of like, all right, so I have a base idea of how long these things are going to are gonna take, but I'm not going to take pre-orders based on that because the last two times have been completely different. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Like, so, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I just feel like I don't have any sense that I can put my finger on and say, like, that's how long this is going yeah. to take. So. And yeah. I think, and the funny thing is, I mean, unless you're like Apple or something, you know, you... And even so, I bet there are so many, there's just so many externalities that can just mess stuff up that, you know, it's like you just get mashed in the gears of industry. Like yep. there's no, like anyone who's just like, oh yeah, for sure. Uh, it's going to be here by this guaranteed date. It's just like, yeah, yeah, right. We'll see. Uh, you know, it's, it's so difficult to, you just, there's just so many things that are out of your control and whatever. So yep. unless, unless you have like, you own the factor and you have the leverage and all, you know, all that stuff. And so. You know, it's it is the game, but uh, yeah, it's 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 um, it's bonkers. It's funny. I was on some panel, uh, I don't know, years ago, and it, the person on the panel with me was like a logistics person, and they were just talking about how it's actually 
much, much better to be in constant production. Like what you want, the most efficient thing, weirdly, is to actually have like a manufacturer constantly making products um, because then it becomes much more consistent and it's just like alive all the time. And there's not these like uh, breaking stuff up and down and the schedule changing and you never knowing. We are nowhere near their scale to where like that can happen. But um, it is kind of almost, at least it was in my mind when I like heard this the first time, it's like, you know, kind of counterintuitive, but it's like most efficient to kind of like slowly make things constantly rather than like big spikes of like fast, mm -hmm. you know, super efficient making things. Um, and so, I mean, we're not, not at that scale, so it doesn't really work. But um, that, you know, if that if that was the situation, then yeah, you could very easily, you know, predict like, oh, we know, you know, we need this many and we'll have them in two weeks or whatever. But uh like I have this like case. I have this like fear now of like so we we end up ordering like ten thousand and then they sell out in two months like three months but that's still not enough time <laughs> to have well they, ordered they could, more. The, here's the <laughs> advantage that that paper products have mm -hmm. is at least if that was the case well hey that's great because you're selling a ton you can they're basically paper scale is like kind of infinite like you can. You know, for them to actually like run the printing presses that make those books is probably like not even a day. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, it's so fast to actually make to actually do the production. Whereas, like if you're like if we if we uh, sold like ten times as many or twenty times as many material docs, like we would be hosed. Like <laughs> we there we would have to find new suppliers. Like the product would break. Like right. the every you, just you know can't the. Do it. We can't do it. Yeah, like no, like we would have to change a lot of things. And so at least during the situation where the top end, like you can scale up real easy. Like that's the nice thing right. about paper in particular. Whereas like, you know, you talk to anyone who does manufacturing, like, like capacity is like a huge, huge deal. I was just on the phone with someone looking for a new supplier in China and they were getting a recommendation from me. And they're like, you know, they just, they need to they just need to find new suppliers because of like capacity like the you know you have to you just can't do it right so um i don't know that i i wouldn't you're actually in a really good position uh because what you're making many, thousands and thousands of people make and you know at really like at fast speeds yeah so, i guess of the types you know, of things that i could make it's, it's like the, the easiest thing yeah yeah in terms of that mm -hmm. stuff it's like one of the easiest things it still yeah, takes it. way longer to be delivered than i would like but that's yeah. just manufacture from halfway across the globe right well, like well so what's funny is like so you know we have things like our panda books made in dallas like three hours from here and it's still the same it takes a long time for yeah. from when you say go to like win because you know they have to order the paper like the cover material that's on the panel book and basically the same thing on the theme system journal like uh it's probably takes you know it's like at least six weeks i think for the panel books for that stuff to actually come in or yeah. like four weeks so you know it's just and then if they have a delay or you know it's just it's delays all the way down it's the way it is <laughs> delays all the way down but it's great like it's genuine it's like a great thing i'm so happy that I started this process like it's completely upended a big portion of my life in good ways like <laughs> you know like we had this this whole idea of like oh we're going to try out all these little things and see what works and then one of them just like exploded and, uh -huh. and and so it's like well we actually have it is impossible for us to or for me and Gray to spend any time that we would have looked at anything else for 
Cortex brand, which is the company that we've made for this stuff to sit on, that we were thinking, oh, we could try different types of clothing, other types of products. So we can't look at any of it because anytime we have set aside to do, deal with anything related to this part of our business, it's all going into the theme system because mm-hmm. it is demanding that time from us because mm-hmm. it's It'll change in the year, though, I it bet. It will, definitely. Like once... It, all it's going to take is for us to really understand what the m- actual long-term market is. And I yep. believe we'll get there within a year from now. And then yep. mm-hmm. then we will have much better ideas of like, all right, so looking at how many we tend to sell on a day, you know, like we've got to get the order in and it will be done. And they'll just keep staying in stock and we'll know to make an extra order around the holidays. Like, and it just becomes like a regular business, right? Like yeah. that makes stuff. But like, it's just been, how do we deal with it right it's just it's just been a, a big big learning experience for me yeah. but well, it's, i'm pleased that be, we're in it you'll be ready next time you'll be hardened like us it is so funny <laughs> hearing you like having all this anxiety about all this stuff and like to us or to me it just feels like oh yeah no that's very very normal like, no, <laughs> it's like, like boy i wish that was all i had to worry about <laughs> like for, okay for, like for instance like uh we are shipping some products like to the uk and we had this all shipment set up for them to come pick it up but then the freight company that was delivering the panda books to us there was like a delay and so the you know the it, we couldn't pick it up so we had to like cancel the dhl person coming and picking it up but they came anyways and then you know it's just like it's you know it's just this is this is why there are entire careers of logistics and stuff because it's just really complex and silly but that's the way it is Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this episode by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 57.